Today we're going to be talking about uh, Web three. Uh, you know, as as usual, we're talking talking about the the uh, ecosystem of the future of the internet, and we're going to be discussing that with none other than the founder, one of the co-founders of Vim, uh, DDR Freak. Uh, go ahead and you know introduce yourself and, and kind of talk talk a little bit about you know your journey with with Vim, uh, DDR. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you guys have done pretty well in in, in the space, and, and you know, it, it, you guys are one of the the, the I would say w- one of the more pre- premier DApps that, that that can that are on the Hive ecosystem. Um, definitely something that that I think a lot of people should should pay more attention to uh, in the space. I think it's just going to be trying to get some larger acceptance going with, with, you know, among people who are streamers and it, you know, if you could cap- capture some of that base of the people who, who don't necessarily like, like Twitch, uh, for instance, uh, that, that, that definitely could help you guys. Also, uh, says you fail. Uh, fail. No audio. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Okay. Professional podcast right here. <laughs> professional. <laughs> professional. Professional amateur. Professional so amateur. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional amateur. That that's that's what we call it. So I I won't make DDR go through it again, but yes, he, he DDR says he he's he's not the not he's not the um one of the founders, but you know, he's he's one of the co-owners now. Uh yeah. definitely making some moves within in the space trying to help uh vim grow and uh develop um he he has a lot of good things that he's been telling me uh that 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 vim is working on so what made you guys pick hive out of any blockchain uh you know i I mean or or steam before it um what made you guys pick uh steam to kind of front that and now hive uh when, when there are other blockchains i mean I would like to kind of maybe hear what you guys had to say about that. Yeah. Well, first things first, we should, we should probably sound check and make sure that everybody can hear me now. That might be a good starting point. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have the I have the audio playing here, so so hopefully. Oh, okay. So, so you, it's you it, I can see the I can see the I can see the desktop audio. Mixer. Okay. I'm <laughs> yeah, you're showing on the mixer. Good. I'm in the mixer. Okay. Good. <laughs> um. So that's actually a better question for Sharon because I was not around at that point in time. But mm-hmm. my understanding was that uh, Vim was born out of another project that Sharon and Forever Average had been working on at the time. And DLive was doing their thing at, at, at around the same time on Steam. And like much like how I got involved with Vim, Sharon and Forever Average saw something that DLive wasn't doing that they could do that they felt they could do better, and so they said, "Screw it, we'll we'll make our own site with blackjack and hookers." And yeah. that's kind of how the <laughs> that's kind of how Vim started. And then after DLive uh, did what they did, 
um, <clears throat> they pissed off a lot of people in the process. And a lot of people started saying, hey, there is a need for a Steam-backed, you know, a Steam-based live streaming platform. Oh, hey, there's this Vim that's still around. Let's go check them out. And it's actually kind of funny. Uh, Vim basically got DDoS like in the first like, in the, for that like 72 hours after DLive left Steam. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> couldn't handle the traffic at all. It was bad. It was it was it was bad. That was before I got here, but uh, before I got involved, but yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, I gotcha. It was fun, though. It was fun. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the you know, the, I, I like the story there. You know, it definitely being born out of something to compete with DLive is definitely, uh, you know, a, a neat story to start with. I mean, I know DLive is a site, and, and they, they kind of, in some ways, uh, you know, captured a lot, lot more audience, mainly just because they bought creators to go over to the platform. Well, uh, and that that's one of the I, I guess that that's the the easiest way for them to grow. Uh, but you know, for for a platform to grow is to, to just buy people um, and and that buy exclusivity it's contracts. So much, it's not so much the buying as it is just the marketing, and that is one of the key differences between Vim and a lot of other platforms. They, even on even on the Hive blockchain, uh, Vim has been very very bootstrapped. We we have not had you know, the, the backing of tons and tons of whales. Uh, mm -hmm. only, it was only recently that we started at, we started getting involved with the, with acid yo's OCD curation queue. Um, and, and that was mainly because our ideals aligned with theirs. And we, I don't know if Sheeran reached out to acid yo or acid yo reached out to Sheeran or whatever way it happened. Um, we were, we, we basically realized that our, we're basically thinking along a very similar or on very similar lines, excuse me, and it was it just made sense to to partner up. But yeah, our growth has been organic growth. It has been bootstrapped growth, which means it's slower. It's slower than molasses in January. Yeah, but it's it's growth that is genuine, and it's for it's from people that believe in the project, and I feel like that. I mean, th there's value in having the in having the numbers from a, from mm -hmm. having a robust marketing budget, from marketing your, from marketing your site. And honestly, if if I had the kind of money that I could throw twenty five thousand dollars at a marketing campaign, I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. Sadly, I don't have that kind of money th to just throw around willy nilly. And I wish I did, but that's why we're all in crypto. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we get, we gotta make it big before we can do that. You know, when exactly. when 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 high. When Hive starts hitting, uh, you know, uh, over a dollar again, we can. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, the <laughs> so what what makes you see? You know, I I I really feel like Hive is one of the future. Uh, you know, basically a future platform for for Web three, and really it's going to be a jump off point for for everyone to kind of have ownership of their own accounts and basically their their account be follow them everywhere they they go and that, that's one of the the benefits that i see of, of, of this blockchain uh so what what makes you see hive kind of as the future of web3 i mean I, I mean i know you're you're heavily into it and buying uh often so what what makes you think hive uh is is really one of the future points for that 
So that actually comes from something that's been kind of in my sphere of uh, sphere of awareness for a while now. Um, I actually deleted my Facebook profile back in 2012, shortly after their IPO, when they went public and traded, uh, and their stock was publicly traded. I deleted my account shortly after that point because I had reservations about the way that they maintained, you know, how, how they were planning on monetizing. Because the moment you get shareholders involved, there's that constant beating on the door of how are you making money? How are you generating wealth? How are you making more money? Where is the money? Show me the money. Why don't you get, why don't you have money? You know, that like that there's, it's, it's almost to the point of like, almost to the point of like, uh, I, I, I don't want to say domestic abuse, but like, <laughs> it, 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 seriously, it, it's not, it, if your company is not prepared for it, it can really harm your company. And I saw mm -hmm. the writing on the wall and I said, you know what? It's been fun. I mean, I I signed up for Facebook back when you had to have a university email address, and it was only available to people at specific universities, and my school was one of them. I mean, this was oh shit. That would have been like. But but I mean that that. Or March of two thousand six, something like that. Like uh... realistically speaking, like I was one of the early adopters of Facebook. Because I saw the value in social media, but I didn't like where it was going. Well, yeah, and, and it's sort of a you know when when you have these freemium products, they they have to get a, a lot of a lot of value out of it for for because they're allowing the service to be used for free. Uh, you know, like if if this is like a paid game or a paid subscription to a game, then that that's a totally different story than something like where where you're you know you're playing a freemium game and then all of a sudden. Uh, there's a bunch of ads. There's a lot of, uh, you know, data usage, and, and that's kind of where where it's gone. I, I think, and, and that that's, I, I still have a, lo a lot of Web two accounts. You know, I, I still have a Twitter. Um, you know, because it, it's one of the most effective like uh, marketing uh, tools for for a lot of, a lot of different reasons. Uh, news travels fast on there. Good to get a lot of information. But so, but I definitely like. I see myself using more and more of of the hive ecosystem yeah. as it goes forward just because there there's so much um that that's being pushed on us you know with with uh, whether whether it be uh trying to add a bunch of different disclaimers on things you know yeah. uh, fa Facebook the, the other day was you know asking people if they've you know seen people being extremist behavior and, and, and you know who's yeah. knows what they define <laughs> And and then there was a the whole uh, and then of course the Babylon Bee had a field day with that one. Let's be honest. Oh yes. <laughs> but going back to your point about you know, there has to be some sort of revenue generation and free, free apps generally have a hidden cost to them. You'll get no argument out of me on that one. I like I understand that there's a need to generate revenue. I mean I'm a, I'm a small business owner. Mm -hmm. I I fully understand that. At the same time, it's like. I, you know, you you want to you want things to be done in an equitable and fair in, in an equitable and fair way, you know. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a lot of the lack of transparency that that uh, you know a lot of these tech companies have, and they they get to act with impunity uh, in a, in a lot of ways we, in regards to using your data or, or you know 
mm-hmm. you know, they, they use you for a lot of different reasons and they'll sell your data to other people who also want it. I mean, that's why definitely like Amazon will work with Twitter because if they see you tweeting more about, you know, uh, that you like planting flowers, you know, they'll, they'll want you to get, make a new garden. You know, a- Amazon wants to get you that new gardening set or whatever. Say, they want to sell you the tools and the, and the, and yeah. the docks and everything. Yeah. So that you're not going to the local hardware store. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly it. But like I, and I, I actually bounced around on a variety of different social networks for quite a while. Um, I was on Sue for a little bit back in 2015, 2016. I don't know if you're familiar with that one or not. No. Um, that one was interesting. I liked the concept. That's actually where I met the castle. Hmm. Um, who's also on Hive. Um, that's where I met him uh, initially was on there. Um, I got to know a variety of different people. They, I mean, they had like Skrillex and Carmelo Anthony and um, a couple of, there was a, one of the guys that did the, the inking for the Deadpool Marvel comics back in the early aughts and into the beginning early back early, from the early aughts to the early 2010s um, oh nice so he was on sue and and you know would, would talk about comics and stuff it was great you know um they they folded in 2016 i was on mines for a little bit but i didn't like the community that was forming there um i got very involved in gamergate on twitter back in 2014 and now i'm one of the worst harassers of the internet <laughs> dubious distinction with LeBron James, former President Obama, Pope Francis, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, that's not a joke. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. It, it, as a result of that, like, when Gab showed up, like, I, cre- I, I created an account on Gab as well. Mm-hmm. And, again, it, it, the community was not was not one that was like collaborative. It wasn't that, that growth-oriented. Well, it was take, take, take. Well, it's not just that too. It's um, it's for for me a, a lot of the platforms when when they're centralized, uh, you know, you even saw it uh, the the other day. Uh, you, uh, the one of the former Trump team members announced like a new platform, Getter, uh, which I mean, I, I just signed up for an account. I signed up for an account too, you know, because I I just want to see. I, I want to be there if if one of these platforms, uh, you know, is the place to be. Um, and preferably, I would I would rather it be Hive, but you know the, that ecosystem. Yeah. But you know, I do realize that we're we're in a a tough battle with with trying to convince people. Yeah, Jay. So Gamergate, oof, yes. Uh, Gamergate is 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 one of the biggest sins, apparently. So I appreciate know, I, you. I strongly believe that people who. People who abuse others are terrible people, and I stand by that statement. Mm-hmm. And if that makes me a terrible person, well, then so be it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's that's yep. all I'm gonna say on the topic. We're we're gonna we'll leave it at that. Yeah. If <laughs> if, if we get in that kind of discussion, it, it it may it may go that's, longer. It'll be a long rant. <laughs> a four hour conversation on that, and and I'm and I'm serious. Like we can yeah. have a four hour conversation on that oh, yeah. topic. That's that yeah. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, so what what I my struggle here here is is you know I do want to be on these platforms, but with with these centralized platforms, a lot of times what I see is that the overwhelming majority of of them are the people who were just either removed from other platforms, and so it's it's going to be, um, it's almost like 4chan just raids whatever new site uh and and i'm and i mean that i mean that in the like the i i, I like 4chan for for a lot of reasons but 
but but they're 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 a rowdy bunch and they always they always make it uh you know a hard time for for those platforms to grow or anything so so the way i like to describe 4chan to people is pure unadulterated chaos they are the monkey they are the monkey thing they are the monkey's paw that grants wishes yeah and sometimes they grant wishes that aren't even asked <laughs> I mean, but they, that's the way, they, that's they're, the way they are. They're either, um, God, what, uh, they're either like the, the, the god of creation or the god of destruction, basically. Sometimes <laughs> like, they're both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Let's yeah. But one of the most interesting things that I, I've noticed, that I noticed, because I, I was very active on 4chan back in the late aughts into the early 2010s. Um, and... One of the really interesting things that I noticed with 4chan was that the push for anonymity is a very interesting irony in that you don't, and in some ways it's actually kind of freeing because what the only thing that matters is the quality of your idea. If you have a if you have a terrible idea, I was I, I'll, I'll keep the I'll keep the colorful language to a minimum for you. Um, yeah. If you have a terrible idea. You will get called out for it. You will get blown up for it, and you will be mocked, ridiculed, and shown the door with with a kick me sign on your <laughs> slapped on your back. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I I, th I think of it more uh, kind of like uh, it's it's basically like the ultimate meritocracy, right? Because I mean, oh, when yes. when when you're anonymous. Um, it, it's kind of like playing an online game with 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 a uh, online ranked game with the with the random like random uh, teammates. It, it you know it depends on like the luck of the draw, but like there there's that those teammates that you know, you're you're like these these guys know what they're doing, and I, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know band together and win. And then there's those those rowdy people who will just you know throw your game or mess your game up, and so <laughs> because that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what also is really interesting about it is. The things that, the, the thing that matters is the quality of your idea, but the thing, but what's more interesting is the things that don't matter: your race, your age, your gender, your creed, the color of your hair. None of that matters. Yeah, it, it I is, mean, it is a true equalizer, and and that what that's it, that's one of the things that really kind of amused me was there. You see the regular autistic screeching of the uh, the you know tits or GTFO. But the there was actually an an underlying reason behind that in that it's if if you're going to use your gender to try and validate your point, mm -hmm. your point was ter wasn't worth listening to in the first place. So we might as well ridicule you and might as well ridicule you in the process. Well, and it, it's the perfect tactic, right? Like if your if your opponent uh, makes you know makes a bad argument or, or an argument in bad faith, you know, just mock and shame them. And, and that's, that, that's really, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it play out time and again, that that's the best tactic is if someone makes a bad argument or, a, or an argument in bad faith, that mocking and shaming them is better than, than actually, uh, you know, engaging with those bad ideas. And it yeah. seems like that's, that's the way that it works, uh, you know, when you're anonymous, but when people don't have anonymity, like th there's a lot of, uh, you know, you've seen it how it works it, with with oh, yeah. cancellations. You know, people oh, yeah. getting fired from their jobs just because they posted on something on Twitter is is just crazy. You know, that that and kind honestly, of honestly, that whole the whole cancel culture thing is 
I, I honestly think it's one of the most dangerous uh, cultural norms to come out of the out of the the past five years. I think it, it's oh, most definitely, most definitely. It, and the reason why I think it's so dangerous is that there's no chance, there's no opportunity for redemption, there's mm-hmm. no opportunity to change your mind, there's no opportunity to learn and grow from it. It's just you are canceled. You will never find a job again. Mm-hmm. You're what 19 years old and you're already damned to poverty and homelessness and there's nothing you can do about it well and sometimes they even go further and you might not have even known that what you did was wrong right yeah well i mean you know you you see it all the time like the the kids say a word and 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 maybe they're just singing a song and and some of those songs have those words you know and and they all of a sudden they they end up being like literally persecuted i mean actual you know, you know, a lot of people will throw out the the, the threats. You know, say, "Hey, th- these are threats," and I, I I always am skeptical when when someone starts <laughs> throwing out those. Um, but uh, I treat it with you know like cautious skepticism. Like like you know, I believe yeah. them, and you know, I I want to believe them, but I also want proof. You know, so yeah. uh, I, I'm a I'm not from uh, I guess I think it's Missouri. I'm not from Missouri, but I definitely. Uh, it, kind of have a show me state attitude. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can the, appreciate that. I can appreciate that. But, but no, um, circling back again, we've gone on a bunch of different tangents here. But yeah, <laughs> circling back around. So the thing that drove that led me to Steam and why I got so interested in, in it in the first place was the collaborative nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that people from all over the world with different ideals and different um, political be- political leanings, different different belief systems, and even people that vehemently disagree with each other are able to still be civil despite their disagreement. And I think the best the biggest the best example of this, and the one that I've actually brought up specifically to the people involved, uh, was back shortly because I joined Steam back in December of 2017. Right before the crypto winter, I know perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. You want to talk great timing? That was it. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, there was a conversation going on in that like early January 2018, uh, with because the, uh, the Steam back dollar SBD was trading at about five bucks per, and it was intended to be a a, a pe- it was intended to be a pegged asset that you know a one SBD would always be worth one US dollar worth of steam yeah kind of like how high hbd is is now or more more so now exactly but back then it was like five six bucks per sbd and it was not what was intended and it was and that was and it was seen as a problem and so there was discussion amongst a bunch of the witnesses not just top 20 but like 100 you know going to the top 200 even of you know, do we peg the SBD to a dollar and just force a force a sudden drop in value of the SBD? Do we let it do? Do we let the market decide what do we do here? You know, and there's this back and forth. And I distinctly remember Agroad and Reggae Muffin uh, getting into a very spirited but still very civil conversation live on the Steam blockchain. And at the time, uh, Agroad was like number two or number four something like that and and, and reggae muffin was it was no slouch either he was like top 75 i want to say something like that 
So I mean, like, there were there were people that had that had that had pull in the community. They had pull. They had clout, and they and they and when they spoke, people listened because they deserved to they deserved to be heard. Yeah. And what was most interesting about this conversation, this debate, was that despite the two, despite these two, pe- these two people coming at it from diametrically opposing viewpoints, despite their passion for their standpoint, for their position, they stayed civil to each other. And when other people started trying to stir the pot, they would, they were the first to slap them down and say, "Sit down, son. The the grownups are talking," and that was refreshing to me. Like, and it was something that I appreciated out of Steam, and because it, the community cared enough to say, these people can be, we can be different people, we can have different opinions, we can disagree, but we will still stay civil, and anybody that wants to, anybody that wants to be uncivil right in, in this can get the fuck out. And I appreciated that. I really did. Like, that, that was, and, and that was something that said, that, that was that moment that I said, okay, this is home. This is where this is where I this is where I belong. This is my this, this is my community. I'm putting down roots here, and this will be this will be the hill that I die on. Yeah, I mean that, that definitely. You know, I, I don't really see many uh, you know, as many arguments or anything on uh on Hive now. You going night night? <laughs> Good night night night. Got a visitor. <laughs> Little one's going to bed. Yeah, I just had to do that as well. Had to get had to get my yeah. son down. But uh, yeah, the I don't see as many uh, disagreements on Hive. You know, I did have this this guy other the other day. I don't, I don't know if you got tagged in it as well. The guy just yeah, tagged you. Two thousand people. Yeah, I, I got tagged too. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of downvoted out of spite there because it's, it's like oh. well. Whenever that happens, I downvote, but I also explain that the, if you wanted if you wanted my help. This is not the way to do it. I'm mm-hmm. giving you a downvote because this I down I downvote posts like this on principle. Mm-hmm. But so now you know why you got that downvote out of me. Uh, don't do that again. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the the best part about Hive to me is more more so different from a, a lot of platforms in that you know a lot of people have asked like um, Facebook for a dislike button or you know Twitter for something like to. <laughs> to downvote or whatever um but you know realistically it i prefer the way that that um you know hive does it because upvotes should reward good content and really you know you shouldn't have to be invoking uh downvotes that that much i mean uh, you know like i, really I said we did vote much at all but yeah my downvote mana mana usually stays at 100 percent yeah. Pretty much constantly. Like you have to really piss me off to make me to make me downvote you. But but that's the good thing about the community in in that you know if if you don't like the content you can keep scrolling. Unlike where you know nowadays a lot of times people have to you know type a paragraph and tell you you know your your mom is you know doing things or you know it, well it's 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 all kind of you know the the insults the insults get go from uh, go from what they were on like online video games and basically now they're everywhere uh, it's just oh, ins- yeah. insult uh it's it's always the one-up culture you know and and, and i really don't like the that and i like what the hive ecosystem brings but and, and you know it's interesting because a lot of this this building mentality was what influenced a lot of vim's systems 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, you know, like, I've been streaming regularly since 2016. I started streaming in 2014, and it's been a regular thing since, for for about five years now. I've been on Twitch, I've been on DLive, I've been on Smashcast, I've been on Mixer, I've been on Vim. And what's always been really interesting is that the communities between each of these places are all very, very different. The DLive, when it was on Steam, was rather collaborative. People would come by, chat, drop in some upvotes, cool. But you go to like Twitch, and unless you're a big name, you're more or less forgotten. And the big names are like, mm-hmm. give me money, give me money. There, there was that one gal, there was that one ethos that got blown up for. Oh yeah, five dollars a month. <laughs> five dollars a month. Yes. I love it. See, at the at the people who are too. You can't subscribe. It's five dollars a month. And the the, love, the volume of enti- the level of entitlement out of the people on Twitch. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a community that well I think it's sustainable. Well, and and he, here's the thing: is they're not doing it. Um, you know, the, a lot of them they do see it as a living, which which I don't I don't I don't fault them for that. I, I do I do think that you know it, you make, get your you get your bag right. If yeah, you, if you can make enough to survive, yeah, get that bread. Get, get that but I'm not gonna fault you for that. But it, it's it's they're so like you know even Twitch stats would say uh, you know they have more streamers than people that watch, and so yeah. they're therefore by nature by very nature there, there's going to be less people to view your content in, in particular, and of course they're not gonna want to support it monetarily most of the time unless you unless you've already become popular. Uh, and I, I, I see that a lot, you know, and that's one of the th- great things about Vim is that someone can just drop in, you know, like, like, uh, you know, you and Eldred upvoting up my stream. And it just really, uh, you know, it doesn't, it may not give me much, much uh, out of it. You know, I get a couple high, maybe uh, maximum, but that is some value added to me and it, and it's something that you didn't really have to put in a lot of effort you didn't have to wait waste a lot of you know your money uh it's just based on what you're staking and, and all all of those metrics are you know how how much how much I'm rewarded and not only that but it's a positive reinforcement loop yeah it's going to reinforce see, me to me to post more and update and you're like hey I'm getting upvoted awesome I'm doing people are tuning in people are upvoting my stream this is awesome this is cool this is good i like this you know like there there's a, there's that positive reinforcement that comes with you know the, that that community engagement mm-hmm. but going back to like what you said about you know there's more people streaming than watching on twitch that w- that that problem was one of the reasons why we implemented the builder score on the leaderboard now the leaderboard was was a solution to a whole different problem Mm-hmm. Um, the leaderboard was was my salute, was my idea, and that to basically to try and um, have a better way for people to understand where they stand in regards to the entire Vim ecosystem and mm-hmm. what it's going to take to get to the next level. I designed it to be scalable. It's it's a percentage based leaderboard and not not it's percentage based tiers and not arbitrary scores. Right. And, it, and and in doing so, and we also and in creating that, we also put out a blog post on Hive explaining this is what this this thing exists. Here's how it works, and here's how you grow. 
we made it explicitly clear these are the metrics that we use this is what we're looking for we didn't like explain the exact algorithm but we gave yeah. enough of a general idea that people can go okay i get people talking to me in my chat i'm going to start i'm going to get a my con, my consistency my activity score is going to go up if i go out and start upvoting other people my builder score is going to go up if i go out and start subscribing to people my builder score is going to go up and i can and i can get myself up rising up the ranks and i can and i and i and i can see what is causing those what specific actions cause me to rank up well and and you see like with with mine uh you know it's it's um you know i i have a pretty high builder score you know i may not have a, you know high score in the other other categories uh, but right. but the but you know I I've went to other people's streams, checked them out, left them upvotes, you know said you know said hi, you know see 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 what they're up to, and it, it it's it's definitely it, it honestly it, it makes me feel good too because like the these other people that you know I hate you know streaming if if I'm going to get you know nobody chatting with me and discussing things that that Dude, are going I on. I streamed so. on Smashcast for over a year with no with no viewers. I've been there. I know what that's like. That that sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. And I, and I and I say that from experience because I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I, I built the and that's why one of the things that I was very adamant about when I joined Vim was we need to make community growth and 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 community building a a foundational pillar and a and a and a a priority number one feature within Vim. And Sharon yeah. was on was on board with it, which which was good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he was because that is something that sets Vim apart from so many other platforms, and it's something that gives Vim an edge where others don't have it. We where community is forefront, the people that go out and the people that go out and build up others will build themselves up at the same time, and everybody wins. I, yeah, well, well, what, 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 I, I, well, it's not really socialist. What, what I think is, is that a lot of people view this as a zero sum game and, and, and they view crypto, yeah. they view crypto. There, there are people, you know, like I, I made a post, uh, you know, a tweet the other day, uh, you know, talking about Bitcoin maximalists. And you know, I was like, look, like big Bitcoin maxis, the, the reason that, that people don't like Bitcoin maxis like or just for the re- re- same reasons you know you don't like uh vegans or crossfit lifters it's because you're 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 going to you're going to turn people off for, from from listening to your message simply for, by the fact that uh you know when whenever someone ha- has alternate viewpoints you're just going to shoot it down or say that it's bad mm-hmm. um and, and that's not the way you're going to build anybody up or have any sort of uh, community there so what what um crossfit trainer a <laughs> vegan and a cryptocurrency trader walking look at them more <laughs> you do about it first uh, they're all the same person <laughs> jokes on you jokes on you they're all the same person a vegan crossfitting crypto trader walking that's bar, which one tells you about it first <laughs> yeah but um but yeah so right, i mean like the the the, the people that do the most evangelism for crypto are also some of the worst at it. Let's be honest. Like the people. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, you you think about it like, uh, so, so I look at it like from the perspective of this, um, you know, the people who just say, 
Uh, you know, they're they're throwing into meme coins because because they uh, they, they just want to get rich. Let's be, honest. Memes, um, let's be honest. Well, they're, they're, they're well, memes. yeah. Either they want to get rich or or because they're memes. But that you know, the guy who became a millionaire on on Dogecoin, you know, he didn't sell at the point. And he he lost a, a lot of what you know. He didn't sell at the top, and he lost a lot because he was saying, "Oh well, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm hodling, you know, whatever." And it's like, yeah. uh, you know, um. At some point, you, you got to show people, you know, how, how to be responsible about stuff. You know, if you're, you're like, I don't know. To to me, it's just like it. It gets to a point of absurdity, right? You know, the the memes go too far. <laughs> yeah. It's like there, there was a really fascinating little thing that I was that I had read back in the beginning of 2018, talking about the prior year, 2017. A thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin invested on January first, twenty seventeen, and then cashed out on December thirty first of that year, would have a thousand dollars invested would have turned into, it's like. I think it was like it was it was it was like somewhere in the neighborhood of like, twenty three or twenty four thousand dollars somewhere around there. I mean, it was a pretty good investment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was not, but it was not the best performing crypto that year. Yeah. A thousand dollars invested in Mona Coin, which was a, a Japanese meme coin, and like a very small subset sort of thing. A thousand dollars invested in Mona Coin on January first would have cashed out on December thirty first for all for four hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars. Wow, that's insane. And, and, but and, and I and I bring that up just to prove the point that the meme coins are the ones that are going to give you this great amount of value, you know, ROI, but at the same time, they are a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. They really are. I mean, you look at, like, SushiSwap. Let's... Zero of them uh, recently went to... Basically was almost dead for a moment, for a short period of time. There was that one coin that Mark Cuban invested in that went to... That actually went to zero. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like it's like Safe Moon, you know. I I, I bought in, you know, I, I I didn't buy much, but I bought in a little bit of Safe Moon, and I was like, well, uh, we'll just see where this goes, you know. I just want to see, yeah. you know, buy, buy a little bit and see where it goes, and and really, it's just tanked. It, it hasn't hasn't really done much, or, or it's stagnated, and it's and like you know, even that point back in July of last year, um, TikTok was going a buzz about everybody should buy Dogecoin. And we'll all, and it'll all, we'll get it to a dollar. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, okay, you know what? What the hell? I'll bite. So I, I dropped fifty bucks and I bought like twelve thousand Dogecoin at 0.4 cents per coin. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's fifty bucks. It's not a ton of money. I'm not going all in on this. If I lose, if I lose it all, I'm, I'm out fifty bucks. BFD. It dropped yeah. to 0.25 cents within 24 hours. I'm like, well, okay, there's a learning experience. I'm just going to, you know, it's not even and then... selling it to the loss. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to it and see what happens. And then, you know, you come fast forward, you know, 10 months. <laughs> it's like, that was that was worth it. I sold a thousand Dogecoin at 36 cents a pop for a, for a markup for, for 14,500% growth. Yeah, but you know that this is just a broader point of, of uh, you know this is not a zero sum game, and that's that's what I what I want people to. Time, you have to be you have to play it smart. You can't just go. You can't just yolo your way into it. Well, what what I was well what what I what I was gonna say is, is um you know as far as 
it's not a zero sum game with streaming as well. And th- and that's where I think that Vim really emphasizes that it's not a zero sum game. It's not just you. It's not just just your community. Um, uh, because you know you can't help if you can't help anybody else. It, it, a lot of it, um, you know, pe- people want to be the superstar before they've even you know done any uh any work in in reaching out to other people right like there's there's a lot of a lot of people who who don't uh you know they don't want to shake hands with certain people they don't want to do certain things and then they want to they just want to be a superstar out of nowhere they want like the fame without the effort yeah in a, in a way but it, it definitely without like the outreach you know there a lot of people get opportunities that they never would have if, if they didn't talk to certain people you know and that's and that that's that's one of the things that 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 I, I especially with this podcast I want to do more talking to people and and kind of see see people in the community and see see what they're up to, but yeah. uh what so what what do you think um th- this is a good question that I that I wanted to post so what do you think it's going to take to get a lot more people over onto Web three and using more of these blockchain uh, based platforms I mean I mean what 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 do you think is the tipping point for for a lot of the people to 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 in, in start engaging with with Web three and, and what it has to offer? I can answer that with one word: necessity. Yeah. Well, that's... when it becomes when when Web two becomes untenable, people will lurk, will look for solutions. We're already starting to see that with Twitter, where because let's be honest, Twitter is a cesspool. It is mm-hmm. not a positive place to be. It is full yeah. of people who are angry. They take everything you say out of context, and they will mm-hmm. lambast you. and And they will, they will, they use their platform to tear to tear you down. And everybody does it, and it's not a good place to be. And more and more people are starting to realize that hey, maybe we should. Maybe Twitter is not such a good spot. And the more people start to look at, and and we're starting to see that now with Facebook as well. But the more people look at social media like Facebook and Twitter, and, and they see that there's, the, the more that people get fed up with the status quo on the main, on the, like the flagship uh, social media networks, the more, the more they get fed up with it, the more they'll start looking at alternatives. And the more that people start looking at those alternatives, that's when we'll start to see more growth into Web 3.0. I think the push from what I would consider the far right into Web 3.0 is was the starting point, and I think we're going to start seeing more. I think we, w- I honestly think we'll start seeing more uh, <clears throat> widespread adoption of Web 3.0, especially as people start to see the necessity in it. Um, well, well, you know, and this is kind of what what my biggest crux with uh you know you, you love him or hate him the, the the you know our former president uh he had a huge opportunity to 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 really give a lot of take a lot of power away from the the platforms and, and take himself to to another platform and and just literally because they'll they'll want to be there simply by osmosis and and, and you know and maybe you know maybe we could build something out of out of one of those platforms but i don't know at, at this point any centralized platform seems like it's going to be uh very potent very potentially dangerous for for any any type of individual so uh because because anytime they can they can 
strip your accounts away from you. So, that's, you know, that's a, that's a, and that's and that's going to be a, a common thread uh, in a lot of areas, um, simply because of the way the, the way our legal system is currently built. I mean, Vim does ban people from streaming. We've we've had to do it. I've had to do it in the past, and I'll do it in the future. Most of the time, it's people overseas that are rebroadcasting UEFA and Premier League matches without proper licensure. The best one was the best was when this one guy actually tried to bribe me to let him to let him. Uh, <laughs> <stream> <laughs> uh, you mean you mean you mean you had the Saudi prince on there and you didn't take the deal? <laughs> oh man, he offered you the fortune and you didn't take it. That the that, that, that at least shows your principles. So, you know, so. Well, it, the issue was in. I, I, I told him, do you have the do you, do you have like uh do you have your contract with Premier League to say, to, to broadcast this, this this match? No, I don't. Okay, well then I ha then the ban is going to stick around. Could you please unban me so that I can so I can host it on 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 my site? No. Wait, what? <laughs> no. So I actually I started sending so this guy like offered to pay them to cover the hosting cost, so he could, so he could embed the stream on his site, and we've seen this in the past. This is not the first. It's not the first person to do this, but my my re so my for my immediate response. I didn't even I didn't even wait on this one. I was like, so you're trying to bribe me? <laughs> I screenshot that and sent it to Sheer, and I'm like, this guy is something else. And we had we had a chuckle over it, but I mean it's like. Uh. But like we are being a company based in Canada, we are we are bound and obligated to follow the laws in the in the in the, the great nation of Canada. Oh no! Well, that, well, you just heard what Canada announced, right? The the hate I am hate aware, speech. Yes. Hate speech laws. I am aware. Yes. Yes, I am aware. The good uh. news is because of because of the way, what we have going on. Um, we have some plausible deniability, and that's um, with the way our terms of service is written, we claim no responsibility for the actions of the people on the on, on our site, and any liability falls on them, not us. Yeah. So we, we have well, and, some. And I, and I mean, we don't even. But, I don't even think they really well defined what what that what that is. So who knows what they? I suspect that there's going to be quite a few legal challenges. The the first person that gets charged under this is going to have some is going to have some very powerful lawyers lining up to do it pro bono just oh, yeah. to be have their name on that case, and you know that's going to happen. I oh mean, yeah, would, we we've money, seen if if David Freiheit, uh, Viva Viva Fry on YouTube, if he does not get involved in that in some way, shape, or form, or does not file a, a, so, uh, the Canadian Canadian equivalent of an of an amicus brief, I will be very surprised. Or like Nick Ricada or, or somebody like that. Well, Ricada's yeah. Minnesotan, so he would not be a, he would not be able to take. That. Oh yeah, true. He, he's not a Canadian. No, uh, um, Viva but, Fry is, so he hmm. would. But you you know that there would be, that there's going to be a whole line of Canadian lawyers just being like, we're all in on this, let's go, <laughs> you know, sort of a thing. Yeah. The uh, the uh, those those kind of things, you know, getting pe getting more people over here definitely is, is going to help build our, our ecosystem and, and build 
Uh, you know, build everybody up because it's it's just gonna be it, it, the like I said, this isn't a zero sum game. Everybody everybody has their 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 base, right? I, it's kind of like you can all have your own friend group and you can be part of other friend groups, but there's definitely gonna you're gonna have your friend groups that that, that you're like, hey, these these are this is my you close friends. Circles and other people have other will have their circles, and sometimes those circles intersect, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, and that that's the way I think it's it's gonna be more more on on these these new platforms. Um, and it's interesting that you bring that up because 4chan has basically been doing that since its inception. You look at all the different boards on 4chan. There's everything for weapons to origami and cosplay and and, and you can't get the fa famous poll. Can't can't forget the famous poll. And poll, but. Pole is the most famous. Was, the reason why Pole was created was to serve as a containment board. And I think that's the, that's the thing that a lot of people don't fully understand and don't recognize or see the wisdom in it. And they are incredibly short-sighted for missing mm -hmm. that point. Pole was created to uh, basically to work like the, like the uh, thing like Ghostbusters when they catch the ghost and they put them in that, that container thing. And mm -hmm. then they, the, the, the giant Twinkie. Mm -hmm. Pole is kind of like that. You keep them in. You keep them in their in their one little spot. Mm -hmm. They can do whatever they want in there, and as long as they stay in there, they're fine. They're mm -hmm. okay. There's not. They they will not. They as long as they stay in there, they can do whatever they want. They stay there and they don't go outside of that. Everything's fine. But the moment if you let them out, that, <laughs> if you let them out exactly. Then the, the taxi drivers turn into zombies. <laughs> don't destroy the Twinkie. <laughs> but that, 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 that's basically it. You know, it's a, that, you know, we're, we're, there, there's nothing, there, there's, a, there's this tribalistic, you know, among the users of 4chan, you'll see different people. They'll be like, oh yeah, I'm on, I, I'm, I mainly, I mainly hang out in A and occasionally H and sometimes DIY when I'm get, feeling kind of crafty and creative. And that's fine, you know. And then there's people that are only pull, only pull, only pull. And then there's others that are that just lurk and be, and that's all they do. But e but each of them has their place that they call home, and they have their 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 boards that they that they associate with. And sometimes they'll 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 overlap into other boards, and sometimes they won't. And that's fine. That's not a bad thing. That and that tribalism is not something that should be discouraged. But at the same time, that tribalism should also should also recognize the existence of the other tribes. In that, yeah. and what I'm getting at is, it, it's it's like it, your, your it, right to exist does not trump the right of other tribes to exist. The moment you try go out and say they shouldn't be out there, they we we should get rid of them. They're not okay. They're bad. We need to we need to ban them. We need to get rid of them. You have just granted them license to say the same about you. Yeah. And that's one of those things that Web 3.0 kind of really, like, for Web 3.0 to really take off, it needs to embrace that tribalism, but also embrace the, you know, 
peaceful coexistence, I guess, for lack of better. Well, I mean, it's it, it would be mo- uh, much along the same lines of, of native tribes. You know, it, it, they they a lot of times they work together. Uh, they they didn't they were they weren't just solely. It wasn't like the Cherokee just operated on their own all the time. A lot of times the tribes would cooperate with each other. You know, yeah. you know whether it be Cherokee, Choctaw, whatever. You know, a lot of them would uh, w- would work together uh, in in a, in a lot of ways. Because they, well, in they kind of Minnesota, we have the Dakota Sioux, we have the Lakota mm-hmm. Sioux, and we have the Ojibwe, all represented in our within our state. And actually, um, the uh, Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux, which is affiliated with the Dakota, I think, I think they're Dakota. Don't quote me on that. Um, the, the Shakopee Midwakanton community is one of the largest in the state. And they have, and and they are one of the one of the largest bands represented within 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 our within my state and within our area, and they have they'll do regular outreach with the uh, with the with the with the local Ojibwe bands and the and the local and the local Dakota bands, and uh, and, and specifically the, and I and I mentioned the Shakopee Midwakanton specifically because they have a gigantic casino down in Shakopee, the the city Shakopee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they provide and, and the and they provide and they do a lot of grants and tribal s- and support to other bands that don't have the don't have the re- the income resources that they do. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, you see this with the, with a lot of uh, a lot of communities that they, that they pull resources, they they work together, and, and uh, a lot of times it helps them achieve achieve larger goals that they never would have otherwise. Uh, exactly. You know, you, you just look at a lot of the a lot of the immigrants that, that came over to the Americas originally. The reason that their families develop became wealthy is because a lot of times they pulled their money together to, to make a shop or something like that, and it it performed well. You know, like they would they would open up their own businesses by by pooling resources and and, and you know yeah. working together. Um, so th- there's a there's a lot of you know, ways we can go about this that we don't have to just think about. Uh, you know, you look out for number one, sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that, that people shouldn't look out for number one, but definitely it, it's going to help you in the long run. Uh, you know, just the fact of like, I, you know, I go and watch your stream sometimes and, and you know, you have drop in at mine sometimes simply because of the fact that, that you know, that I'm going over and I'm I'm doing the, the – uh, putting in the extra effort to come to your stream sometime and, you know, chat with you. So, and I, and I appreciate that every time. It creates that positive feedback. We're going back to that positive feedback loop again, you know, you, you start, you go out and help somebody else. They're more inclined to come back and return the favor. Yeah. And the more people you go out and do that, the more, the more people you go out and build them up, they'll come back and help build you up. And all of a sudden now we've got, you know, right now we've got a couple dozen people that are, Helping each other out and and upvoting and coming in and chatting and all that. Think about as, think about what's going to happen as Vim grows and all of a sudden we've got a thousand people yeah. on Vim that are doing that. Ten thousand, a hundred thousand people. Think about what that's going to do to the Vim community as a whole and how many people are going to just get are just going to become just immensely wealthy in Hive overnight just by by sheer virtue of every everybody helping each other out. Well, you know, and the the people who who uh, you know, pe- people if you're if you're people like you in the community, they're they're more likely going to 
you know, be there for you and support your content. So, you know, you, you, the more people that like you, the, the more that it builds you up. And that's where I, I find a difference between a lot of the, the streamers who, who just like, uh, just tear everybody else down. Uh, because I, I just don't think that it has to be that way. I, I, honestly, you should it really doesn't. It, you should want to be likable to some degree. I mean, yes, Absolutely. yes, you know there there are going to be people who get under your skin, but you know, you you you, you deal with that when it's there. But you know, a you lot of those, it. You take those punches as they come, but you don't you don't let that affect everything about your stream. Yeah. But I just had a, a a couple more questions, and that 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 basically I, I, I also you know, I, I also wanted to shout out uh, Green Master. Yeah, Green Master. And and the tip there, Green Master over here. I uh, recently just gotten just uh, actually just in the, within the last twenty four hours, I started delegating to them. He's giving back to the community as well, and, and oh helping, nice, and helping everybody out in the process. Yeah, so, th thanks for the tip. Shout out to Green Master. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, Green Master. Thanks for the thanks for the tip and uh, thanks for the upvote. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, thank thanks for the upvote as well, Eldritch. Uh, you know, appreciate it. Um, but and we're starting to and we're really starting to see more people that are becoming evangelists for Vim, and and I would count you in that in those ranks, Trey. In all honesty, yeah. uh, I mean, like you're you're one of the people that has been all in on Vim pretty much since you showed up, and I would say Schmoogle also Schmoogle as well. Uh, Chris UK, mm -hmm. uh, Eldritch has Eldritch has showed up uh, relatively recently, and and same sort of deal. He's he's been all in on Vim, and I love that. And Green Master, uh, we've got uh, Colonel Leo down in Ar uh, I think Colonel Leo Colonel Leo's in in Argentina, if I recall correctly, something like that. But we're we're starting to get that global influence, and these evangelists are coming in and say and sharing their sharing their their world with the sharing their community with the world and also bringing their and working to bring their community to them and the more we start seeing that the better the better off everybody will be yeah sh shout out green master you know appreciate i you know i saw your your stream the other day you know you saw you thanks for thanks for the uh gift dude on the web appreciate it uh yeah, dude on the dude on the webs on on here regularly too. I, I see him often. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he he's a he's uh, Ecuador. A, that's it. Ecuador. That's it. Ah, I gotcha. But yeah, so um, a couple. I, th these may be more. Uh, this this may be a more technical question, but I'm sure you you know um, you, you may know about it. But I, I kind of want to end on two two good questions. So. If you saw about three speak, they're they're planning on doing uh, uh something to sort of tokenize uh a lot of uh what the uh, be able to tokenize uh communities within Hive, uh, and I mean we already kind of have that uh, in, to some degree, but uh, I don't I don't know if you guys have any plans of sort of building on uh like the speak token or or any any ideas for that or in any way, do you? So. We actually, so it's funny you bring that up because uh, Vim's, the, the Vim gems for a while were actually part of Hive Engine, or Steam Engine initially, but then, then, over, to, then over to Hive Engine with the, with the migration. Right. And we actually pulled the gems off-chain because we realized that it was actually hurting Vim's growth overall. And it's a right. weird thing where Vim gems, as they are right now, 
have no oversight. There is no auditing. There is no ledger or of any sort. I mean, like we like we keep track of of, of gem sales. We keep track of wallets and everything, but it's not publicly auditable. You can't mm-hmm. go and look and see who sent gems to where. Oh, okay. So so the the problem was the public ledger, and we have no oversight on that. But we but we don't have to worry about. But there but we don't. Ha- but that doesn't matter to the governments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, library token. When we were on Hive Engine, if we wanted to sell gems and take payments via PayPal, we had to, we had to submit, we had to collect AML, and the anti-money laundering data, from people that wanted to buy gems. And most people, most people that are interested in streaming are not going to be interested in doing that. They're going to look at that and go, why do I need to do that? That seems suspect. I don't want to do that, and they're going to go elsewhere. Yeah. Part of what part of what happened was, starting out, we really focused on bringing crypto to streaming, and it took me a while to realize it. And I and I, I had some I had a, a buddy of mine who also streams very regularly, uh, kind of point this out that we were going about it the wrong way. Instead of bringing crypto to streaming, it'd be better to bring streaming to crypto and so we kind of Mm -hmm. pivoted on that so a lot of what vim does now is not necessarily on blockchains but we use vim as an as an onboard as an onboarding tool to get people interested in crypto specifically hive in a way that makes sense to them that they can see oh i link a hive wallet my viewers can get their own hive wallets they can upvote me i earn crypto and I don't have to worry about mining or all this other nonsense, but I can get some crypto. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. And in doing it that way, the one downside is that it lessens the influence of crypto on Vim. But on the other hand, it's it's bringing crypto, and it's bringing Hive and crypto to people who would not otherwise be interested in it right and that's and so it's it there's a, there's a balance to be struck and oh well it, it's um pretty good job with it yeah yeah I, I really think that you know moving the them off chain uh is definitely was a good move because i i like being principled but but here here's what i find myself doing often uh i i, I like to stand by my principles but a lot of times <laughs> principles get in the way of pragmatism and a lot of times like the 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 better the better thing in the long run is to be more pragmatic about things and i think that you guys have struck a good uh, a good happy medium with that because i mean you know realistically we're, i mean let, and realistically if we're going to be brutally honest vim is more centralized now than it was than ever i mean we're running on well it, we've gotten better now that we're running on decentralized ser- ingest servers. So, I mean, like, at least there's mm-hmm. that. But, like, Vim is a... Ce- I, w- I, would, I would classify Vim as a centralized app built on a decentralized blockchain. And, it, and it, as, as much as it pains me to say that, that realistically, that is the case. And the, the, you might disagree, and that's fine. <laughs> but, like, Vim is vim we like we run our own we're running and just we're running our own sites 
not on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. We don't have a bunch of people that are point that are hosting uh, hosting the Vim website or the or the web player. So yeah. in that regard, I would consider us a centralized app. But the, by the same token, I would also consider Splinterlands to be a centralized app and Threespeak as well. Like they're 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 not. Well, I think Threespeak Threespeak they're they're working on uh, to to sort of make it more peer to peer. You know, right, hosting right. that that yeah. the IPFS stuff, uh, and, I, and I watched a great in, interview about that stuff. Uh, that that's really cool, yeah, yeah. Um, and that that I guess that's they said basically that's going to go hand in hand. Uh, you know, or I think they've already implemented it to some degree because I have seen it on Three Speak where you can enable IPFS and basically peer to peer. Yeah. So, uh, but it's and so I would I would say that there's not it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to be. A centralized app on a decentralized platform. Well, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I agree. The challenge is maintaining the integrity of the the values of the decentralized side of things. You have to be, you have to have enough self control to know when you're when you're screwing up, and having the wisdom, and you have to have the wisdom to to listen to outside feedback that says, hey. You're doing something that might not be a good thing. You might want to dial it back, and having the wisdom to listen to that, and also respond accordingly, and listen and and act with wisdom, that it, therein lies the challenge. We've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of centralized apps built on top of Hive. That well, you could argue with with the library or Odyssey. You know, I mean, yeah. they're they're built on a, a a blockchain technology, and essentially, they're they're still a centralized service. But they but they also are they they're listening to the community, and they basically uh, I don't know if you just saw they they implemented where you can tip creators uh, in fiat. I saw that. So yes. so yeah, yeah they, see, it's it's listen. And, and, li- and I was and I was gonna say, library is one of the examples of a decent of a centralized app that operates like a decentralized app. And does it right? And I would also say, I would also say Splinterlands is in that same category as well. I mean, Splinterlands has done the centralized on the the app on D app. I'd say they 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 were one of the first, and they and they set a very high standard in the process. Well, I mean, it's a quality game, so so I mean, it makes sense. Like the qual a quality game, and you know, built on top of the blockchain, it's it's introducing a lot of people. Managed was and and managed and maintained by quality managers. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the important part that a lot of people don't recognize and and miss out on is that it's maintained by quality people without those yeah. quality people everything else was falls apart i mean the moment you, you get a you get a shit community manager in there and everything will crumble look at what yeah. happened with mighty number no. nine uh which was uh created by keiji inafune the the creator of Mega Man. it was designed to be a spiritual success successor blah, 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 blah. spiritual successor to Mega Man. And they hired this community manager who was, who was not a good person and was banning people from their private forums left, and, left right, and center. Well, I mean, I, I can think of a more recent example, I guess. Uh, I can think of a more recent example, I guess, like with the, um, the, with the discussions of, of um, you know, Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands had an issue with that uh, yeah. recently. You know where where if you if you discussed like some of the characters, uh, you know the, they were talking about you know preferences for for the character and stuff like that. And if you discussed it in a certain way, you're you're getting banned. Uh, you know, 
Um, you know, if you disagreed with it, you know, simply disagreed, say, hey, I didn't think, you know, you get banned or, or simply the the other uh, another good example was the the whole Battlefield Five controversy. You know, that, yes, that whole thing, it, they, they went hard after people who uh, who disagreed with with the fact that the, they, they were going in the wrong direction. Like this isn't Battlefield, and you guys. Their detriment. Right. I mean, they, that's the important part. They, they, they went after them to their detriment. Well, that, that, that it that hurt them in doing so. Well, and, and you can see they, they obviously had a change of heart because if you look at the new Battlefield, I mean, it, it doesn't look anything like what they were trying to advocate for then. So I, I, either they've had a change of, of heart or, or they're going to, uh, you know, either they're going to pull, do a rug pull <laughs> on people whenever they launch the game. But, but uh, general, generally speaking, you, you know, those that's kind of how how it should be for for everything that's that's kind of what the old web and old games you know used to run on is yes everything is sort of centralized but there's sort of these decentralized part of the community that that people can take part in you know back in like the uh, original call of duty you know youtube days you know you'd have people who were the sniping community you had like the uh mm-hmm. the uh the trick shot, the the, trick the trick shot. shot. No scope. yeah no scope guys. yeah exactly. you'd have the people who were pub stompers who would just like get like a uh, hundred kills a game and, and you know make it like completely <laughs> not fair uh, but th- those are the guy that gets attacked nuke in 30 seconds in modern warfare too yeah it's just <laughs> but you know, the, the, I think to some extent, yeah, yeah. All, a lot of these are going to at least in some ways be more centralized, uh, but the, definitely um, they... I, another example along, those, along these lines, you'd have the official servers owned by the, the developers, but then you'd also have private servers. And if you went into the server browser, you could you could take your pick. Yeah. And, and a lot of games are removing this. I'd love to see a return to that. In all honesty, I would love to see a return to that. Because one, it takes a whole lot of cost off the shoulders of the developer, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Two, if somebody wants to run a server that's full of cheaters and has everybody has infinite rocket launchers, that's their prerogative. And well, there are people that, that that have that like to do that and want to have fun, and and for them that's fun when you can spam rockets just everywhere, like that's fun. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like uh. <laughs> One, and three, if a server admin wants to wants to power trip, they can do that. Yeah. If their server, if nobody wants to play in their server, that's the, that that they they reap what they get what they effing deserve to quote a certain to quote a certain Mr. J. Yeah. Well, see that 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 and that's kind of how it should be should have been all along and and how what 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 we kind of are the kind of advocacy that we're doing for uh, like Vim or, or that, you know, if, if you don't, if, if you want to, I mean, that, that's kind of like the way that the block, at least the high blockchain is, is working. You know, if, if, if y'all, you guys ban somebody off of uh, Vim, then really they can still post a hive. They can, I mean, you know, they can exactly. still do that kind of stuff, but it's not, it's not going to be, you know, you don't have to host them in, in your, community and, and exactly that's exactly it but they still have a place to go and, and that that's that's where the more important thing i think is, is yes you know they may not be good members but they still need some some place to to, to do their own thing and that's what what i think what i said earlier the moment you deny somebody that their right to exist you grant them license to not to deny your own yeah 
But uh, I kind of I kind of want to just end on a, a another good question here for for you. For sure. Uh, so, what what do you think the are the three coolest features that you, you that you can talk about? I mean, I know, I know you guys are gonna have your secrets, so you can you can keep your <laughs> secrets. Uh, but yeah, uh, what what what's the three biggest features you guys want want to you know at, at least what, what what can you tease for for the future of them? So, so I can talk a little bit about our next big update. We just finished the live, live peer. We're we're putting out some fires right now with live peer, so the the next big update is kind of getting pushed back a little bit as a result. Mm-hmm. But our next big update is going to be a quality of life update, specifically around chat and user engagement. So the big Sweet. things that we're looking at are we want to court teams. So like, say you've got an esports team, and they want to have broadcast from their members on their official team channel they can delegate and give each user their own stream key so that when that person goes live they they they're they're live but then if that person gets kicked out of the team they deactivate that stream key and they can't broadcast anymore that's something that uh, i've been pushing because there is a team that i have been courting for quite some time they have they are interested in Vim. Our ideals align with their ideals, but there are features that they are looking for that are missing from Vim, and this was one of them. So that's one that we're that's one of the things we're looking at. The other is an is an overhaul to the chat system, specifically in chat moderation. We want to give control to streamers to be able to set to be able to set whatever rules they want for their streams. So in that we want to do the, so this is not a definitive list. This is not a set in stone. But these are things that we have that Sheeran and I have discussed as things to be to be added. Some of these might some of these might not show up, but I just I have to put that disclaimer out there. But we want to have a word filter where you can put in specific words that you, words or phrases that you do not want to have in your chat that will automatically remove a message from appearing. We mm-hmm. want to have chat moderation set up so that users can delegate. Uh, a, a, so that streamers can delegate a user to be a moderator in their chat, and that chat and that moderator can delete messages from their chat, mm-hmm. or ban or ban users, etc. We want to have a we want to flesh out the dashboard with a and add a chat moderation section, so that the, where the where the banned banned word list would show up, uh, mm-hmm. moderation log, you know, see who got see who gets banned, uh, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> And then offer offer additional uh, filtering, uh, poten- potentially offering filtering. Ideally, I'd like to see something like the auto mod that you see on Twitch. Yeah. Whether or not we can create something like that remains to be seen. <laughs> but um, you know, like that would be nice. That like the rogue AI. <laughs> yeah, rogue AI. That's all we need. <laughs> stuff in that vein where it where we can put control of the user's stream in the hands of the streamer rather than us maintaining it making it easier for the streamer to decide what they want to allow or disallow in their broadcasts uh and greenmaster points up something i think we are we we already have a, a form of hosting uh Great i don't and hosting yes we actually had ho- auto hosting at one point in time we turned it off because it was causing issues with something or other we have talked about reinstating that 
there, there's still the section there. Uh, I, I added some. <laughs> uh, I still have my list of everybody that I set up to auto host. It hasn't. It's not working right now, but that is there. We do want to make that a thing again. Um. So yes, yes, and um, yes. However, we need to get that uh, squared away. <laughs> but yes, we are. That is something that we are going to implement we do want to implement that that is on our roadmap that's going to be another quality of life thing that we will add also and something else that i could talk about uh we're still very very preliminary but i have been talking and i've been reaching out to stream elements to look into to research the possibility of integrating with them they just added trovo recently which has and the 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 stream element staff that i have talked to have sound have they sound receptive it sounds like they're interested but they're not the people that can make the final determination yeah but they are but they are they're they're going to bat for me with within the organization and at least trying to at least you know there, there's there is internal support from people who can't make the decision but the hope is to eventually you know put some pressure on the people who can to say hey we should add them. So that is ideally, I would love to see their alert overlay integrated into Vim, so that they can, so that their overlay can work with ours, and their chat bot could work with Vim. Uh, and you know, so like when you get an upvote, you could have a little, you have a little notification show up on stream, and you know, play some audio and you know, text to speech if you want, you know, whatever. Make it possible that make it possible for viewers to tip you via PayPal if you so desire. Set up a Stream Elements merch store and get notified when somebody buys one of your shirts. You know stuff like that. Like that. That's the goal. You know because that that'll bring value to Stream Elements, but then it also brings value to them as well, and everybody wins. Yeah, a lot, all all great stuff, you know that that you that you guys are trying to get, uh, you know, and, and as as it gets more stable and, and as you're able to to add more features on it, I know we're gonna really have a, a great space over here. Um, mm -hmm. and, and and the one the one thing the one takeaway that I would give to your viewers: start streaming on Vim, and if you don't want to stream, start chat, start dropping in and talking with with streamers on Vim. Show up. Drop drop a couple chat messages in because that will help them grow. Our 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 leaderboards our leaderboard uh, li looks at the chat activity of the viewers. So Greenmaster and Eldritch's and Eldritch here have helped you grow your grow your ranking on the Vim platform just by dropping in and talking with you here. Yeah, and I've I've been you know keeping track keeping tabs on that uh, you know as as. Uh... Hey, you're at, you're at the top of the leaderboard right now. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been trying to, you know, get to gotta maintain that. maintain you know yeah get it's the what is it like the the king in his castle or, or the the <laughs> you know whatever for a second so yeah, until the castle gets smashed down. <laughs> you know everybody's gunning for you now. Oh yeah. <laughs> see see but, see, Green Master. He he's over here. He he's gonna he's coming for me. Oh, he, oh, he sure is. He actually, he is gunning for you. Uh, he, hey, he he has a great quality stream. I definitely recommend he does. watching. He really does. Uh, the all of the cool gifs and everything, uh, <laughs> are are very very entertaining. Mm -hmm. 
So. Oh, so but Accordion Radio just hit platinum partner too. Awesome. I just noticed this. So there's this guy over in I think it's Germany, who plays an accordion on Vim. I couldn't tell if that was live though. I couldn't tell if that was live because I didn't. I didn't really. I, I said, you know, hey, he's what's up? He's not responding to chat. I don't know if he knows that that's a thing. And if he's not live, that's a damn shame because he is awesome. He's actually really talented. I like it. It almost looked like it was on a loop, so I didn't know. Like, <laughs> is it on a loop? Oh, son of a bitch! I, I don't know. I, I, it kind of looked like it was on a loop, but yeah. Ah, that sucks. I don't know. That sucks. But yeah. Uh, you, you'll you'll get there. You just keep keep streaming, and honestly, bring it in. Tell your friends to come come check out Vim. Set have them sign up and have them sign up and and start and start heckling you on your stream. Tell them to tell them to roast you on your stream. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's kind of all I had. Uh, you know, is there is there anything you you want to just give in closing or, or anything? Uh, y'all should go follow me on my streams <laughs> yeah everybody everybody now go follow ddr freak and then also go follow him on twitter go follow him uh yeah well i, I think i think pretty much uh you're mainly on twitter twitch and and vim so twitch, twitch twitter vim and hive yeah that's 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 mainly where i'm at nowadays uh, i stream on monday and friday nights starting at 8 p.m eastern 7 central uh, my shtick is retro games on original hardware as much as possible i just finished blue stinger on the sega dreamcast last monday that was uh that was a you know it was not a good game but it wasn't a bad game it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it really was um i'm actually gonna be starting banjo kazooie on the nintendo 64 on monday night sweet so so everybody 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 go hang out uh you know mm -hmm. his streams um and of course, uh, also follow me everywhere. So you know, I, I'm on D, uh, you know, on Hive. You can follow me on Hive. Oh, and and uh, I, I post regularly to D Buzz. I post regularly on Twitter as well. Uh, that that's kind of why I have my custom notifications showing up. Uh, where where I'll uh, I I mostly post on uh, Twitter and, and D Buzz um, mainly, but I also am, am posting on my Hive account. So if you guys follow me over there, you can see see what I'm up to. Uh, you know, sometimes I post my my runs and stuff uh, on there, so uh, my ActiveFitch stuff and everything like that. But go follow me over over on those channels. Uh, I also have a channel on Twitch. Uh, and uh, you know, if you haven't followed on them already, please please drop a follow for the channel. Um, that that. <laughs> oh hey, hey thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Giving my spiel, you hit me with that on this. <laughs> yeah but um yeah everybody su uh support all all my other channels i you know i typically have them linked in the hive post uh if you want to follow me wherever um mm -hmm. that's pretty much all i had for this episode of the web3 podcast uh a, a great discussion with ddr freak here thanks to him for taking time out of his busy schedule to come uh come chat with me yeah thanks for having me yeah and, and like i I've, I've said this to a lot of people. Um, I have a I have a standing offer for anybody that wants to invite me to join them on their stream to talk about Vim. All you got to do is come DM me. I'm on the Vim Discord. I have my own Discord as well. Uh, just come find me, DM me. Let's let's schedule something. Awesome. 
Well, that that's going to be all for the the podcast episode. Uh, DD, DDR free can can sign off, but uh, really, all all uh, next, I'm, I'm going to probably shut it down for for a few minutes, and then I'm going to do a gameplay stream for those that, that want to stay and, and hang out. Sweet. So awesome. All right, have a good night, DDR freak. You as well. Peace. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down for a second, and then we will get into uh, into some gaming here in a sec. So, short 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 break. Uh, I'm gonna shut the stream down though. Be right back.